It's time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. A couple of weeks ago, I was out on a morning trail run. We were up in the mountains in North Carolina, and my family was still resting at the uh, the hotel. And I went out for a trail run, took a, what is known as Rattlesnake Trail up to the top of a pinnacle. And there's the summit there that is just a beautiful view of uh, the, the mountains there, the Smoky Mountains and all of the surrounding area. And it is just phenomenal. It is a climb to get there. In fact, the last piece is basically a scramble up the rocks uh, where you really have to watch your feet and, and get to the top. And then once you're there, it is just beautiful. Every time I do that, it's kind of a change in perspective for me. It gives me a whole new view of the world. Instead of just my little corner, I see how big it is and I can see, I can see the traffic traveling down the road and wonder where they're going and I can see the houses and wonder what's going on there and I can see the mountains and wonder about all of the wildlife and all of the majesty of those surroundings. It changes your perspective. Which brings us to the tool we want to add to our thriving toolbox this week and that is the fact that we always have a choice of changing perspective. And so today, your tool is a perspective shift. It's always available to you. It's it's one of those things you can always do, but only when you remember it. Maybe you're familiar uh, with that idea of you can't see the forest for the trees. You know, you're so close to something that you can't even see what's there. That's what we're talking about. Finding a way to back away and see the forest. Being able to see not just the forest, but also the trees, they're both there. I find that a lot of times when I'm editing, when I'm trying to work through my material, I look back on the things that I've written, and I look at all the misspellings and all the bad sentences and all the places where I made an assumption but forgot to fill in the blank, and that's the nature of when we're so close to something. So think about shifting perspective, kind of like maybe what you did in college or maybe even in high school when you're writing a paper. Hopefully, you didn't wait until right before it was due. And I say hopefully because I sure did. You know, you wait until right before it's due and then you slide in just in time to get it printed out and run it to class. Now, that's the way I did it until I had a professor who said, you just turned in a first draft, didn't you? And he had me. From then on, I realized that I had to give myself a one or two day buffer And the one or two day buffer was just to get a perspective on what I'd written. Because when I would go back to look at that, after I had let it sit for a day or two, it was amazing to see what would happen. This is the reason that some people join mastermind groups. If you're not familiar with the mastermind group, it's a group of people, usually six to eight, who gather to talk about usually business or an idea or some creative notion in their life. They're trying to figure out how to, to get forward with that, to move forward. And the magic of a mastermind is other people give their perspectives and help you change your own perspective. There's a problem In many masterminds, there'll be one or two people who refuse to have an outside perspective because they think they have the right perspective. So as we talk about perspective, remember one thing. None of us have a full perspective. All of us have limited perspectives, and the best we can do is try to broaden our perspective. But that's important. So a mastermind has the capacity of other people pointing it out to you. 
Over in my career, I've had several times when it was time for an accreditation of some sort, and I had to meet with a committee of people who would talk with me. And I would share with them some, something that I would done, maybe a, a clinical presentation of a, of a case I'd worked on or, or maybe some writing that they could look at. And it's kind of like when I would defend my dissertation or my thesis, there was a group of people on the outside able to say, did you think about this? Sometimes that feels very adversarial. I know it did for me in the beginning. And then I finally realized that they were helping me to think and they were helping me to grow and learn. They were helping me to see things from a different angle. And so even in the process of them accrediting me or passing me along uh, for my degree, they were giving me a learning opportunity. They weren't expecting me to be perfect. They were expecting me to be open-minded, to be listening and moving to a different perspective. You might have this when you go to a conference. Maybe you go to a conference or a training and something that is said by the leader or somebody else there broadens your horizon so much that you have a complete shift in perspective. Sometimes we forget that that perspective shift is available to us at any time. We just have to claim it. We always need a shift in perspective because it always brings another layer of clarity. Sometimes I'll put something in a podcast and somebody will ask a question and I'll realize that I wasn't as clear as I needed to be. Or maybe I hadn't thought through something that I thought I had thought through. And so part of what we're all doing here is allowing our perspective to be broadened, allowing our perspective to be changed, maybe even our mind being changed in that perspective shift. And so we're always looking for clarity. So let's think about some ways that you can shift perspective. I want to name a few that I think are always available. The first one I call outside in. Outside in is when you try to look at it from somebody else's perspective. Maybe your opinion could use a little round out by somebody else's perspective on the same situation. That's the outside in. Can you see it from their viewpoint? Now, there's several ways you can do this. One is to ask. You know, a lot of times I'll ask my wife what she thinks of something or, or I'll, I'll call up a friend and I'll say, what do you think about this? Or I'll even call up somebody who I know is going to have a different opinion and say, tell me how you view this. It's an outside-in perspective. They're giving me their viewpoint. It doesn't mean I have to accept it, but it does mean I can at least consider it because it broadens my viewpoint whenever I'm able to see it from somebody else's perspective. You can always ask. You can always imagine how they might be viewing it. You can also journal about it. Have a conversation in your mind with that other person. It's often amazing how we can draw that out of ourselves when we give ourselves some room to think about that. Sometimes I ask spouses to imagine how their spouse is seeing things. That's an eye-opener for most of us because they suddenly realize that what they had taken maybe as, as mean and vindictive is really reactionary and hurt because they see it from a different perspective. So the first perspective shift that's possible is outside in. The second one is higher up. Imagine yourself in a helicopter, maybe the news helicopter, and it goes up in the air and you're looking down and you're looking at the players and the interactions of the people there. 
Have you ever watched one of those car chases? They, they seem to always be uh, in California, but there's the car chase, right? The, the, the police are in pursuit of somebody, and you're seeing it from the helicopter, and you can see all the turns and twists, and you can see them chasing each other, and you have a whole different perspective than you would if you were in the car. So part of that higher up is to imagine seeing the players in interactions in a different way to imagine it in a slightly more objective way, which I also think of that further away perspective. When I'm at the mountaintop looking out, that's a further away perspective. It gives me some distance and, and allows me to think about the history. So imagining that I'm looking from a distance, not higher up, but from a distance. Think about how when astronomers look into the heavens, when they're looking through the night sky, they're seeing back further and further and further through history. The light that's just getting to them happened long ago. The closest star's light happened, was sent from that star, you know, so many light years back, so many years back, that by the time it gets to us, that's old history. But you see it because it's from a distant perspective. So think about that, high, that further away to see that distance in history so that when you take that further and higher perspective, you see the players and the interactions as a web based in history and from a distance. When you do that, you're making a shift. One of the things I ask people to do when I'm working with them is to work from a reporter's viewpoint. When couples come to me and they're struggling with each other, I ask them to write the same argument as if they were the reporter, having to report on both sides of the argument. They couldn't just claim one side, but they have to explain both sides. Now, here's the interesting thing. There's been some research that shows that when couples do that, just that very act, no therapy, no reading books, no going to conferences, when both of them just write their experiences from an objective or at least a somewhat objective viewpoint, kind of like the reporter on the scene. So they're talking about who, what, when, where, how. It helps calm the situation because they suddenly are becoming more empathetic that there are other viewpoints. You can apply that anywhere in your life. When things are upsetting and things are hard and things are tough and you got bumps in the road, to write it from a different perspective, to include a little bit more time in history. You know, sometimes in the moment, the days seem like they are the worst days ever until we give a little more perspective to it and we get a little more distance from it and we can think about it a little more objectively to recognize that there are struggles for everyone and that what we see as the roadblocks are sometimes the obstacles we have to learn to get around, to get to the good stuff. That sometimes the things we put as failures are the things that are teaching us lessons to help us get ready for the next big thing. So part of what we're doing as we're looking at it from that different perspective, a little more objective perspective, is we're putting it into perspective. We're giving it a little more distance from the immediate feelings that we have about something, and we recognize that it might feel a little bit different. In fact, one of the things that um, we, we look at is how over time something can feel. Think about that. Over time, something happens, and maybe you get a phone call, maybe it frustrates you for a moment, but you might ask the question, is it going to matter in three minutes? There are some things that seem really big in that moment. In that exact moment, someone pulls over in front of you in traffic and you have to slam on the brakes and you're so angry with them. It's as if the world has come to a standstill and then traffic goes 
And in three minutes, you probably have left that behind. Hopefully you've left that behind because that didn't matter in three minutes. Sometimes we think about, is it going to matter in three days? If that traffic little incident where you, you had to slam on your brakes didn't matter in three minutes, it's certainly not going to matter in three days. The argument with some friend or a spouse or a child probably isn't going to matter in three days. In fact, you may not even be able to remember what the argument was about. How about three weeks? Certainly, the typical arguments of life don't matter in three weeks. How about in three months? A lot of the things that seem so big, we can't even remember what happened in three months. We can't even remember that day that happened. Maybe you had that big disagreement with a friend, and in three months, it's mellowed out. You've reconnected. You found another way through it. Or how about in three years? Now, let's be clear. If something still is going to matter in three years, it's a big deal. But be fair about that. Ask the question, is this going to matter in three minutes? Yes. How about three days? Yes. How about three weeks? Yes. How about three months? Yes. How about three years? And if it is that, it is a pivotal point in your life and you need to pay attention to it. But otherwise, recognize that these things are transitory. It gives us a, an overtime perspective that can change how we, we view things. So play more of the reporter in your life looking at it from a bit more distance, looking at it in the context of history, looking at it more from the other person's perspective, looking at it more from a, a higher place where you're seeing the interactions. The second thing is always, always, always assume there is another perspective. Just doing that softens up how we react. In our politically charged, in our culturally charged world we're in right now, just to be able to consider that there is another perspective that makes sense to somebody else can change a lot. We've gotten to the point of believing that other people obviously don't even, can't even see it the way they say they see it, because we see it right. And so we begin to believe that there's one perspective, and that perspective is ours and those who agree with us. And any other viewpoint is flawed and wrong. But understand, there are lots of different ways of viewing something. So just assume, always assume, that there is another perspective. And then try to use a different perspective. Try to find a different perspective. You don't have to take it on. You don't have to assume it. But to, to try to understand what's behind that. Think about how that might happen in today's world to try to understand something from somebody who disagrees with you's perspective. What are they fearing? What are they hoping for? What do they believe? Why do they see it that way? What are the pieces of the puzzle that they emphasize that you may de-emphasize? What are the parts that they hold on to that you ignore? What are the parts that they ignore that you find to be important? Begin to work to build a broader perspective. Remember, understanding a perspective is not the same as accepting it. You can always say, I understand where they're coming from without accepting where they're coming from. But the key to living successfully in today's life is being able to see that there are ways of understanding the world that are very different from our own. The other key in our life is to get a little distance, to recognize that, there, that we are in a bigger web than we remember in any one point in time.
And as we do that, we use the tools of perspective in order to thrive in our life. If this has been helpful, you might want to check out my book, The Thrive Principles. Thrive Principles is 15 strategies for how to thrive in your life. And you can learn more about that at thethriveprinciples.com. That's thethriveprinciples.com. And I wish you the best as you continue to work to thrive in your life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it.